Welcome to the Commercial Matters Podcast. Your show host is Amit Kapoor, owner of Mindful Contract Solutions. Nothing in this podcast is intended to be legal advice. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the Commercial Matters Podcast. Today we're going to talk about the subject of selecting a commercial professional for your program. Now I appreciate quite often if you lead programs, you may or may not be given the choice of who represents your commercial interest, but occasionally there may be a case where you can select one out of two or three people who might be contenders for the role. And it's good to be in that position because then you can have a say on the kind of competencies, attributes and attitudes that you would like to see in the commercial professional working with you. So we're going to be focusing on what those competencies or attitudes are. Essentially, I have listed four. So the first important factor in selecting a commercial professional for your program is subcategory experience. Now, subcategory is something that my commercial colleagues would be very familiar with. But for your benefit, subcategory means the precise area of technology that relates to your program. So I'm suggesting is that the commercial professional you choose should have done something quite similar to what you are attempting to do in this program. So specifically, if you are running, for example, an Oracle cloud implementation, then that is the kind of commercial experience that you would want on the program. Someone who has worked in a similar kind of program in the past. Now, the reason for that is quite often the dynamics of such programs are very similar and the kind of major issues that occur on these programs are similar. And it's probably useful someone to have gone through that experience so as to prevent those problems from occurring. And if you eventually happen to go into those problems, then finding a way out of them. Now, one thing I will say that typically you are unlikely to find those kind of skills in-house. The reason being, if you are attempting a program for the first time, many digital transformation programs would fall in that category. If you as an organization are implementing that digital transformation initiative for the first time, it's highly unlikely that you will have an in-house resource who's done exactly similar, unless you were fortunate that that resource came with experience outside your organization and can be kind of deputed onto your program. So I am suggesting that you seriously look at contract talent for specific subcategory experience. So that was factor number one, where you're looking for someone with specific subcategory experience. Factor number two is you really need to find out their inward versus outward focus. And what do I mean by that? Inward focus is whether they align themselves largely with internal stakeholders. Do they see their role as forming consensus and agreement and alignment of your side of the team versus an outward focus where they see their role largely as managing the supply base, managing the suppliers, keeping them honest. Now, some of you may think that surely a supplier management function should be focused externally, but I don't think that's necessarily the case. I mean, it really depends on the kind of program and the kind of situation your program is in that determines what kind of attributes you need in a commercial professional. For example, if the core issue in your program is that it's a very unpopular program across your organization, so there are parts of your organization that want this program done, and equally there are parts of organization that don't want it done, and if both of these parts have 
kind of an equal say in what happens ahead and how you progress and move ahead, then maybe the skills you need are internal focused. You need a commercial manager who can persuade and provide compelling arguments to internal stakeholders on why things to be need to be progressed in a certain direction. So effectively, in such a situation, most of their energy is focused on creating alignment. But on the other hand, you could have a program that is highly ambitious. So many digital transformation programs would fall in that kind of bucket. Or you are expecting a massive spend or that you're expecting to work with technology giants. And these are large organizations with very, very superior commercial firepower. You need someone with very, very high focus on the supply base and a good knowledge of supply base and the typical attitudes they bring in and how they mitigate those uh, typical attitudes from suppliers. Now, usually when selecting a professional, when you have that interview or that chat with that individual who you're considering for your program, you don't really need to have a specific question around to determine if their focus is inward or outward. But do note every example they give is it predominantly inward focused of creating alignments or is it predominantly outward focus of showing kind of a command of the supply base? So that was factor number two, where you look at where the commercial professional you're considering would grade themselves or would be graded on an inward versus outward focus. Factor number three is you try and assess if their orientation is more towards compliance or towards forming solutions. Now you might be thinking, how are they opposites? Right. So let me give you an example. Suppose there's a problem that needs dealing with and it's a problem where you're clearly in violation of a commercial policy and you take that problem to your commercial professional. Do you want them to be telling you what the right thing to do is or do you want them to actually understand you and find a solution despite the constraints. Now, many commercial professionals would argue that the core function of a commercial professional is to police the commercial policies of the organization and see compliance all the way through, because effectively with compliance, we build an, a relationship with the supply base that is by default uh, not susceptible to being taken advantage of or being litigated against. So all the energy goes on about ensuring that you comply with the commercial policies of the organization and do nothing against it. In reality, what happens, and this is especially true of digital transformation programs, they need to operate with some kind of control of their own, almost as if they were a mini organization. They need to be in control of their policies because they are going to be taking a high level of risk. The investment in a digital transformation program is itself a very risky proposition. So you need to create all the conditions you can to ensure their success. And often policies of the organization can slow down such programs and also thwart them in being able to achieve what might be in the best interests of that program. So taking that argument further, you need someone with a solutions mindset where something has to be done in a particular manner. And even if that contradicts the commercial policies of the organization, you really want an individual to find a way of legitimizing that process. One thing to guard against is someone who lacks subcategory experience, meaning if you get a commercial professional who doesn't really understand what you're trying to achieve, it's very likely that that individual will be compliance oriented. The reason being they are not 
capable of providing you a solution. And that is another reason why I would strongly suggest that you get in someone with very relevant subcategory experience to manage your commercial interests. You need to be sure that that individual is suggesting you down a compliance route, not because they don't understand your problem or not because they, they're not capable of thinking of a solution, but because they have tried to think about solution, but they haven't found any. It's much more palatable for a program to accept such a message from an individual who knows it all, but is still advising you to go down a certain path. So how do you find out that a commercial professional is more likely to be compliance oriented versus solutions oriented? A good interview question to ask is just put forward a scenario that a stakeholder in the program wants to achieve something against a commercial policy and ask them if something like that has come up in their experience and how they handled it. I think the thing to watch out for is what kind of rabbit hole they go down. Are they even wanting to understand why a stakeholder wants to do something that contradicts commercial policy? Or are they really going down a communications channel of how will they convince the stakeholder not to do what they want to achieve? And that gives you some sense of whether their orientation is to try and find a solution versus try and go towards compliance. So that was factor number three, compliance orientation versus solutions mindset. Factor number four is look at where they sit on the scale of supply relationship management on the one hand and contract management or contract reliance on the other hand. And again, you may wonder what is the link between supplier relationship management and contract alliance. Now, in my view, most of the external facing problems that you have on programs can be solved on a kind of a varying scale between your relationship with the supplier versus your reliance on the terms and conditions of the contract. Do you hold suppliers to the contract all the time or do you ultimately just rely on your supply relationship skills to get what to get your suppliers to do what you want them to. Ideally, you want someone with a balance because the reality is that howsoever much you may put rigor into your contract development or contract negotiation process, it is highly unlikely you will capture every scenario that needs drafting. There will always be something that comes up as an issue in the program where the contract itself is ambiguous and you don't want to have just one angle to your problem. If your contract manager is only comfortable making contractual arguments or reliance on terms and conditions or representations that were made to the buyer prior to the tender process, then you might be missing a trick because often suppliers will do things even when it's not crystal clear that it was their contractual obligation to be because they don't want to upset the client. But if your only argument is contractual, then they may not see it your way. Secondly, any commercial professionals who only relies on contract is likely to be very limited in a negotiation. Most of the negotiations end up being emails that go to and fro because they're talking of nuances around what the terms mean. And sometimes you really want to have a chat. You really want to go behind why would your supplier not be willing to do something that you believe is contractual. And sometimes those reasons are solvable by non-contractual means. So why lose that opportunity to increase options in your negotiations with suppliers? So a good interview question for a commercial professional you're considering might be to picture a scenario 
where a supplier has been unwilling to do something that the program stakeholders believed to be in scope and if they have ever encountered a situation and how they approached it. A good answer would be that they looked at the contract and they realized quickly that there was a level of ambiguity and the steps they then took and especially note if they even wanted to chat with the supplier before putting things on email. So if their answer covers both looking at the contract and chatting to them and then finally reaching a conclusion one way or the other, I think that's the kind of balance you're looking for in a commercial professional. Now you may think, what's wrong with someone who has got SRM skills, but not great contract skills? Now the problem with that is, that individual is probably not a commercial professional. He is probably a account manager, relationship manager, professional. And the problem with having an individual very highly skewed towards SRM with absolutely no kind of ref reference to contract is they would never know when to switch gears and when the matter has become ready for legal advice. Often that means that if things really go bad, you end up taking legal advice a little too late and there's been a lot of on-record correspondence that has been against what a legal advisor might have suggested had you been in touch with them earlier through the matter. Too much of SRM is not good. A good balance between SRM and contract is what you need in your commercial professional. So that was factor number four. You look at where your commercial professional ranks on the SRM versus contract scale. Folks, I hope you found that useful and informative. I hope that allows you to have better conversations with your prospective commercial professionals and you get the profession that your program truly deserves. That's it, folks. I hope to catch up with you again in my next podcast. Um, I'm trying to do this on a weekly basis, by the way. The best idea to stay posted as to when we go live is to subscribe to our channel. You could do that on Apple or Spotify. Finally, I would encourage you to leave us a review if you can. That just allows us to be found by more program leaders and spread the word to a larger audience. On that note, thank you so much for listening and see you soon. That's this week's episode of the Commercial Matters Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.